Are men trash? Cis, heterosexual men, absolutely, especially white men. Weren't you just talking about equality? Oh, absolutely. But we have to have that viewpoint because of how much we've been attacked just by that gender. You know? But you just said that all straight men are trash. Like, that's a pretty big generalization, don't you think? It definitely is. It's not necessarily something I'm gonna like saying via statistics. I'm saying via experience. Would it be misogynistic if a man said all women are trash? Yes. It's the same way as like reverse racism. So in that case, isn't it kind of, you know, misandry for a woman to say that men are trash? Oh, I wouldn't say so. I mean, yeah. So are you a misandrist? Close to, but I'm trying to come out of that. Am I trash then? Sure, yeah. <laughs> you need proof that we live in a simulation, and it's a really bad simulation based on a sketch comedy. Watch this. Words have many meanings, and sometimes instead of conveying our meaning, they can suggest other meanings. When we talk about the children of the community, they are the children of the community. Well, we are the United States of America because we are united. And we are states. And the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time. Whatever we have in store cannot be known. The past was once the future. The future is, I should say, unknown. We gotta take this stuff seriously, as seriously as you are because you have been forced to have to take it seriously. Obesity is a serious disease and it needs to be taken seriously. Carlson is boost. I'm sorry, Mr. Vice President, have you, I know you're running for president. You are, distra you are distressed that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Yeah. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet, your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. It's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern.
This is a disclaimer. The Crimson Capsule Chapel is a podcast about awareness and self-development. Do not listen if you are weak-minded and easily offended. This podcast is from a red pill perspective. We go hard on 304 so you can understand their nature. Again, listen at your own discretion. Thank you and enjoy. three jersey judah with another episode another edition of the crimson capsule chapel now hold on hold on hold on hold on one more time one more time all right that's a lot better let's go let's go let's go let's go let's go So as promised, I want to break something down, a little monologue, before we officially get started. I do have a video based on what I'm going to talk about in my monologue, the so-called new and improved woman's fear. That's right, the woman's fear, and I want to make sure that I have my Wi-Fi off so I have no interruptions. And doing so, you know, I just want people to understand what we're dealing with today, okay? So, this will be my open opening monologue going into this episode, right? The new and improved woman's fear. What is it, right? Very simple, see, because it's very simple when you think about how the men have the manosphere and why the manosphere is needed, why it's necessary, considering the fact that spaces involving the men have been invaded for the longest of times. You have the men's club. You have sort of the gentleman's club atmosphere that's sort of being taken away. It's been invaded by women, right? So here's the manosphere. Here's the male safe space. Even though I hate to use that word. But that's what it is, the male safe space, right? And the women pay attention. The women are noticing, like, oh, they know about Kevin Samuels. He did. They know about these other guys. They're listening. And maybe it was one or two of them. Maybe it was three or four of them. But some women figured it out. If these men can talk about their issues, and these men can have a manosphere, then why can't we do the same? Here comes Curly Davis. Here comes Melanie Kay. Here comes all of the other women. 
and some of these women you can point out, you know that they're grifting. You know what the, you know they're doing what they're doing to make it. it well, let me just say this. Okay, how about this? Okay, Pearly things acknowledged and admitted the fact that she started talking about more men's issues because she knew it would draw more attention and bring her more money. That's what she said. Now that's a grift. If I ever heard one. But depending on depending on who you ask, Pearly things is fine. These other women are fine. Real Fem Sapien, another good example. A great example for the woman's fear. Not the woman's fear, but the woman's fear. The sphere of women and the ideology and the belief of still finding a traditional man. Still finding the knight in shining armor and still finding a successful go-getter and maybe it would have worked out five years ago ten years ago fifteen years ago for sure but these men had started to waken up and notice that these women were doing the same thing that the guys were doing. Some of these women were more craftier than others. And if I can be honest, some of the women were more marketable than others. But these are women, and you got a bunch of low-hanging fruit, peasant-ass men that's willing to put a bitch on a pedestal, that's willing to simp for modern women sent for basic bare minimum ass women and the cycle continues so now TikTok IG Facebook any place where these women can talk you will get more talks about red pill women or this idea that women can be red pill and the reality of it is they can't They just can't. It's not in them. And if it was in them, they would have already done it in the sense of have more of an influence towards women. In the way that the negativity has influence on women, the way that the OnlyFans girls have influence on women, the way that pretty much porn stars have influence on women, some of these women who could be trying to tell women what's really going on could be that example. But it seems like to me, most of these women are pretty much using the talking points of other men. So I've noticed that, and I've noticed this shift in which a lot of these women reveal their true colors. If given the opportunity, if there was a better opportunity that gave them access to more money, more subscribers, they would easily take that they would easily make that decision and that's pretty much the way of the women when it comes to this so-called woman's fear um it's not to say that women aren't sincere in this space but you'll have to go through a whole lot of them 
to find some that are meaningful, that have something worthy to talk about, that have anything different to say than the next man who said something previously. And the interviews and people like Pearl saying the same thing that she said five months ago, six months ago, while she was pretty much going back and forth with um, Hafiz about uh, banning the 19th Amendment, which gives women the right to vote. So these women are women like pearly things. What she really represents is this alternative, right? For one, she's an average woman. Her talking points are more so connected to a red pill light or the same thing that a Kevin Samuels would say or the same thing that a fresh and fit would say or in this case, for a lot of people that's been paying attention to Pearl Davis, she's being considered the female Andrew Tate. Considering the fact of where Andrew Tate was and his position to where he is now, you can kind of take it or leave it with how you can respond to it. Um, And also, this also reminds me just a brief interruption as well in this little topic, this little monologue, this opening discussion. Um, Andrew Tate has also done an interview with Tucker Carlson. I want to find a short version of it so I can mention it, but we'll see. I mean, it's a two-hour interview, so I don't want to go through all of that. I definitely don't want to download it and try to edit it. I don't want to do none of that. But we want to get into that when the time comes. But anyway, back to Pearly Things. She's being considered... The female Andrew Tate. Now, for the people that remember and for the people that were paying attention, um, once Kevin Samuels died, he did. She she was looked at as the next Kevin Samuels. So you see what they're kind of doing. They're kind of positioning her to sort of, in a way, this is just how I look at it. She's positioned to take the red pill and remake it. Remake it for women and remake it in general and redo it, right? And and to be honest with you, regardless of what the red pill becomes, the red pill to me is still a form of philosophies and it's still a form of uh, self-development and understanding the awareness, self-awareness and the awareness of women. Women can take with women can take this and run with it because they're women. It's not it's nothing offensive about that. It's just by being a woman, by having a set of breasts, by having attractive looks, and having the same talking points as a Kevin Samuels or as a Rolo Tomasi or as any of these other guys or even because the thing about it is this is like the woman's fear, right? With the manosphere, everything, including MGTOW, is in that. Women can't emulate MGTOW. They can't. And 
MGTOW emulated with women is not feminism. Feminism is something completely different, entirely different. Men want their space. Men want to go their own way. And men ain't trying to damage and ruin women in the process. But women that want to be, you know, strong and independent, women that want to go out there and do whatever the fuck she wants without consequences or repercussions, that's always damaging the man in the long run. And if these women, when you talk about not being able to physically attack, they will attack a man's reputation and they will attack a man's livelihood to a point to where he's broke and has nothing. But a lot of the women don't want to expose that. They have their nitpicking. They like to nitpick. If they can find something that suits them, then they'll temporarily use it. I've said this before, where now in the women's sports, all of the women who speak out against it, now they're seeing what they voted for. Now they're seeing what they have supported. Because all of this, um, you know, the people who are biologically men getting into women's sports and dominating and destroying y'all, y'all literally vote. Y'all voted for that. Y'all voted for that. And, um... These women, they're not going to expose the truth on that level, especially these so-called woman's fear women. Because you know and I know, I mean, these women are wishy-washy. So they're not, in reality, they're not looked at as really anything other than accessories, red pill accessories. That's a lot of women in the manosphere. Because the things that they say, it's really nothing new. It's nothing different. But because they're women, it's somehow different. Or the subscribers will tell you different. You know, the woman's fear has became just a bunch of really pick me's. And we got a video dealing with that. But I still want to end this off. And the way I'm going to end this off is simple, right? You got little you got little to no women right who are really out there talking about what's really going on politically socially with a lot of today's women now they have a hive mind go along to get along mentality right so they're never going to really expose themselves purposely they'll expose themselves accidentally trying to expose a man but she's very close to pretty much the sisterhood where they kind of protect one another regardless of what side. So with these women today, you have a lot of the so-called conservative women. And I mean, not like not everyday conservative women. I'm talking about like personalities like a Tommy Lauren, um, Lauren Chen. Is it, is it Lauren Chan or Laura Chan? One of them. All these conservative women on paper. And what I mean by on paper is they're really just women that vote Republican. I don't think they're technically conservative because a lot of these women, when they talk about men, they seem to have the same identical speech the same narrative as a left-leaning feminist period 
But the only thing that separates them is that political alignment. Most women are liberals. Um, by default, most women are liberals. Um, at one time, most men by default were conservative. So nowadays, everything's ass backwards. And this whole weak level of liberalism has come into effect in such a way that the women's fear is this idea and this meaning of women taking what guys created and trying to make it theirs while completely forgetting that they've taken the name, they've taken the message, they've taken the terminologies, they've taken the information, they've taken the content for men. But like I said, they got titties, men like that, they're going for that, man. That's the reality of it. So the woman's fear is You know what? That's interesting. The woman's fear is the woman's fear. That is the woman's fear. Where all these women get together, they talk about how, you know, they'll still they'll be slick about it. They'll say guys need to step up, but they'll do it in a certain way to still try to make women be held accountable. But most of the time, they're not really doing that. You know what I'm saying? So this is just the open monologue. Just to start off the episode, just to give y'all a little snippet of what I'm going to be going through in this episode. We got some random broad pointing out the so-called pick me. So there's going to be a good amount of things to talk about. And after that, we're going to be technically officially kicking off the second weekend, which is Saturday and Sunday with the raw, the real, the red pill from a black conservative point of view and perspective. We're going to be doing a lot more political things. And we're going to end this episode with an example of that from LFR family. If I can go into the monologue, I want to listen back to this to make sure the music that I'm going to in the background isn't too loud. I figured that would be a um, creative way of pretty much um, paying attention to how many minutes and how long I've been talking for before getting into the actual content. So we're going to see how that works. If it, if it sounds good, then that's what I'll do in the future when it comes to talking and doing my opening monologues. Um, the quote, I'm not like other girls, end quote, community is alive and well. Now, I don't know who this, who, who does this video. When I get a chance, I'll go look it up. I'll mention it in a description. But the LFR family, uh, the LFR family video is called Black People Waking Up in This Crisis. So we got a little mixture. We're going to end off the raw, the real, the red pill for the first weekend, Right. This is the end of the first weekend with another weekend on the way, man. I just been enjoying my I, I enjoyed my day off. I enjoyed today very well. I'm still smoking. I'm still enjoying life. We still got a good amount of things to go through uh, to go through. We got 22 minutes, 57 seconds. 
We're at about, what, 28, close to 30 minutes in. Let's not waste any time, man. Um, like I said, I know nothing about this broad, but she's she's supposedly pointing out all of the so-called pick me's. So you can pretty much expect her to mention pearly things. Um, what was it? Dawn Anne Marie. I think Dawn Anne Marie, pearly things, maybe even um, what's her name? Melanie King, maybe even her, a couple of other women. It's always good. It's always tea time when women bash other women, right? <laughs> That's probably the most gayest thing I've ever said in my life. It's always tea time. I got my iced tea in my cup right now, actually. It's always tea time when women roast one another. So without further ado, let's get this shit started. Hello, my name is Emily, as you may or may not know, and today we are going to be delving into the I'm Not Like Other Girls community, a community that has been well-known and loved and celebrated for decades. As a woman, I, for one, do not want to be like any other woman I come in contact with because they are all stupid and dumb. It is a very long-standing community uh, that will probably be here until another meteor hits the earth or until God just says... You know what, I've had enough. Forgive me, I'm putting a pillow on the ground because, um, you know, not all of us are fortunate enough to have an ass. I'm not like other girls because when I sit on somebody's lap, it feels like they're getting an injection into their quadricep when really it's just my butt. There are some girls uh, that genuinely do pride themselves on not being like other girls um, because, Women, am I right? Some women reject stereotypically feminine things, right? Like pink, makeup, clothes. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with not liking those things. It's just when you're putting down other women because they like those things, it's like, get a life, you know? <coughs> I think women are just very hypocritical. Because technically the same thing that she's criticizing other people for doing, she's doing it towards the people. If that makes any sense, right? Like, just think about it like this. So she's saying that... And, and like, last time I checked, I didn't know that Pick Me's had, like, an identity in, in terms of they had a specific look. Because I've seen women who had a lot of makeup be pick me's and be bitches on TikTok telling women that they need to treat uh, treat men better. And I've also seen chicks without makeup, basic plain Jane chicks, pearly things is a good example, um, doing the same thing. So I don't know. Maybe maybe I made a mistake from getting this video. <laughs> maybe. Get a job, right? We can have those now. But there is a subreddit that kind of collects a bunch of, you know, I'm not like other girls-esque posts. And so I just thought that, you know, we could all go through it together, right? You, me, your online older sister, the pillow under my butt, and this uh, pot of mildewy, uh, nasty, nasty water that's been dripping from my ceiling. Fuck. Dirt fight girl. Like other uh, girls. And you see like women like this. 
they tend to forget that they're they're miserable themselves, but they just sit back and try to point out the miserable aspect out of people, right? It's like who knows like who knows where this video is going, right? This this could go either way for me. I'm just I'm just for the ride. I'm down for the ride. Hopefully you guys are down for it too. This bitch is either going to make a lot of good points or this bitch is going to embarrass herself. But way cooler. Yeah, I mean, dirt bikes are cool. A little dangerous, a little dangy, but yeah, I mean, if I saw a woman riding a dirt bike, I would probably think to myself, you know, she deserves more rights than the average woman. Also love that this message is on a license plate of a vehicle that is clearly not a dirt bike. Like, dirt bike girl, Baby, that's a Toyota Camry. That's like if I, ouch, first of all, what is this? That's like if I had a phone case that said iPhone girl, like other girls, but way cooler. And then the phone in question is a Nokia. Other girls. Fake tan, likes pink, is on Instagram all the Tim. Not all the Tim. Anything but all the Tim. Has expensive jewelry, wears makeup, is popular, goes out to party. Sounds like a freaking loser to me. Ew, rich and well-liked? Me, is always inside, likes black, is on TikTok. I would argue that's maybe worse than being on Instagram. And I can say that, okay? I'm a, I'm a talker. I'm a ticky, ticky tick. <clears throat> wears baggy clothes, doesn't get sleep, in a nerd. What? Are you going to get out anytime soon? Stays inside. The nerd? Likes rock music. These are the opposing sides wow. of the two-party system. I also love how these posts are made to have like no middle ground. Like either you are Regina George or you're a vampire on all levels except physical. I want this person to make a Venn diagram of themselves versus the other girls and I want to know what's in the middle. In the center it just says goes to the same school and experiences systemic oppression. So for this, the original poster is talking about an all-female gym, right? Uh, and they say, I don't need all that, nor would I even want it. <laughs> I go to the gym to work out and I honestly need that masculine energy. I don't want pink weights that don't even go up to five pounds or a spa and Lululemon, just unnecessary. Well, shit, you don't have to go. I'll go. I just want to get my session in and go home. You know what? She has a point because the last time I went to an all-female gym, they actually forced everyone in the establishment to wear a tutu, and they didn't even have any weights there. They just had Q-tips that we had to lift up and down, and if we wanted anything heavier, we just had to soak them in water. And you know, it's embarrassing because I couldn't even bench the dry ones. There was no masculine energy in the gym, okay? I'm talking the opposite of a sausage fest, okay? Uh, it was a vegan restaurant without that man. You know, the opposite. <laughs> I got to throw in some corny fucking line because I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> you know, the opposite of a sausage fest. All right. The opposite of a sausage fest would have to be none other than a clam shack. The clam shack, that's where the men want to go. That's where all the women are. 
That's the clam shack. It ain't a sausage. It ain't a sausage fest over there. You ever go to a party? There's only two times this happened to me. And the only reason why it happened to me was because I didn't know the people directly. And I was going off of another friend telling me about a party. <coughs> I get all this information. The person that throws the party hits me up and he verifies me. It's like it's like uh, how parties used to work. It, it was like a, a mafia system. If you know somebody that knows somebody, you might be able to get in. But it depends. You got to go through the ranks. If some person, for some whatever reason, <coughs> because this happened to me, one party. And this was like later on when I was sort of reaching my 20s. Shout out to New Brunswick. I was out in that area and there was a party. But I knew the person throwing it. And I knew like half of the people there. So I pretty much just show up. You know, they let they let me in. You know, they pretty much they're damn near rolling out the red carpet, right? So I they let me in. So if I knew if I knew if I didn't know the person that that was throwing a party, I had to know one of the people that they had to go through. Meaning when they have a party, because they fuck around, they'll charge they'll charge people. I don't go for that. Okay. My presence is payment. I'm here. There's no worries anymore. I'm here. Roll out the red carpet, open the door, and pour me a fucking drink. All right? That's how that's how I'm coming in. And there's a couple of times where one of the guys wasn't there, one of the guys that verified me. So now I go straight to the source. Who's throwing a party? I'm talking to him up front. And I mentioned all of his people. I mentioned in his flunkies. I mentioned in the people that's under him. You know what I mean? It's, it's like it's mafia shit. You got you got to meet up with these people. You got to make sure they know you. You know them. So when you're there, you know you can be. You won't have to be held accountable for whatever takes place when a situation pops off. If a situation pops off, if you go into college parties like this case, in this case it was college parties. So it was more organized and it was less fuckery and less bullshit. Worst case scenario, somebody throws up on themselves. They pick him up, make sure he's okay. Then kick him out of the house and keep partying. You know how it goes. I hope. Must We were not able to get anything done, okay? Before I knew it, me and all the girls were in the locker rooms painting our nails. I had cucumbers on my eyes. I didn't even know how they got there. Okay, uh, this one is in regards to someone saying that women can be more vulnerable in crowded spaces, and I guess this woman just doesn't find that to be applicable to herself. As a female who starts stabbing with item I always carry, this never happens to me. But I'm not a meek person. Been alone on dangerous areas at night, only to be told my attitude is frightening and they'd lose if they mess with me. Men are nothing in my presence and I'm a small shorty. Okay, so when I first read... Alright, um, so... There's a false sense of confidence that the woman has. And 
it really is just a result of no, like it's it's like what I've said about confidence. Confidence is is based on results. A person can't just come up with this idea of I'm going to be more confident. You're going to have to be more successful to have that confidence. <clears throat> You're going to have to have some level of success. Something that solidifies you going in the direction that you're going to have a positive way of thinking. You can't just go from negative to positive just from thinking that. Remember, your thoughts, your imaginations means nothing. So that's something to always pay attention to. And the thing about these women <clears throat> they use their they try to use their beauty to intimidate men. I want y'all to also pay attention to that. She's using her beauty to intimidate men, or at least that's what she believes she's doing. Now the guys will be mesmerized from her beauty, but they're not intimidated. In fact, when women try to use that that trope where they're just intimidating why am I so intimidating to to men and it's usually the loud problematic women who are somewhat cute um dear this is my response on behalf of men I want to say this loud and clear so you understand the men are not they're not they're not intimidated by you they were irritated by you they're absolutely irritated by you. They don't want to be around you. They like seeing you. They like looking at you from a distance. They don't want to talk to you because they know you loud and problematic. That's the harsh reality. Let's continue. This, my initial reaction was, okay, girl. But honestly, it could be very sexist of me to assume that you're fabricating or lying. So maybe these men in these dangerous areas really did cower in your presence okay i was not there women are capable of being threatening in public spaces too and honestly like not even joking i'm jealous i wish i had this aura because if anything i i think i'm more robbable than the average woman i'm not like other girls I'm weaker. Also love how she says, as a female who starts stabbing with item, I always carry, but doesn't spend- Isn't that interesting? <clears throat> how she's judging women for saying that they're not like other women, but yet she's jokingly saying she's not like other women. She's weaker than women. You notice how she kind of just went against everything she's talking about with just that statement alone? Do you understand that you have to have some form of intelligence to point these things out and go, hey, bitch, you just shot yourself in the foot. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's like you ever see those movies where it's almost like um, Goodfellas, right? I think I referenced that before. One of my favorite movies, uh, Ray Liotta. He did. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta. He from Union City, New Jersey. So if you know, you know. Um, it's like the point where he brings the gun out there and he walks across the fucking driveway and he's walking across angry as shit 
you know, he has like the burgundy or like the maroon jacket on and he's just beating this guy in his fucking head, breaking his fucking nose with the fucking snub nose. I think I think it was a 38 snub nose. I could be wrong. <clears throat> and he brings it back to Karen and tells Karen to hold the gun. And there's like the whole monologue, the narration of how she was turned on by the fact that he was willing to do all of this shit to protect her and all this stupid shit. It would be like her taking the gun, holding it, and then shooting herself in the foot. Right? Like, this is what this woman has done. She's she's defeated her argument without even realizing it. Hey, what's going on with these pick-me women? These women that say they're not like most girls. Six minutes later, I'm not like most girls. I'm weaker. Come on. That's almost a pick-me move, if you ask me, <clears throat> because all men are looking for is not necessarily weak women, but feminine women, women who don't need to display their dominance everywhere they go and try to emulate the men. ...what the item is, but hey, maybe she just grabs any random item in her purse and just starts stabbing, you know, just getting beat to death with Daisy by Marc Jacobs. I just realized the motion I was doing. <sighs> like, you know, Jack and Jilling off, ever heard of it? Hands. I just don't know like what this is supposed to mean. Like, so other girls get manicures and you do not. Okay, noted. Women these days with their freaking colors on their freaking nails. It's like, what happened to the good old days when women were boring? And I can say that because honestly, I am the hand on the right. I literally never have my nails done. Uh, and it's it's not because I don't want to be like other girls. Uh, it's because I like them. But honestly, I'm in my celibacy era. So yeah. In my <laughs> You realize that she's is you guys got to understand. And actually, this is brilliant. Thank the Lord above that I'm using this for this episode. Do you realize she's the exact thing that she hates? And that's something that women always end up being right. <clears throat> they become what they hate deep down inside. So a woman who, in this case, she has a problem or a little beef with the pick me type of girls. She's that type of girl. Oh, she, she's just so happened to say that she's weaker than women and she's in her celibacy stage. But she's not a pick me. Nah. Virgin Mary era verge. Freaking verge on the verge of tears. Haven't felt the touch of a woman in so long. <laughs> So maybe I should get acrylics. <laughs> when you're his first, I can do it myself, girl. Yes, unlike most girls who cannot complete any tasks on their own, this girl does not ask a man to open the pickle jar for her, okay? She takes the cucumber and soaks it in vinegar for a month and just makes the pickle herself. If I'm ever dying and I need CPR, I'm gonna tell the paramedics, you know, put that defibrillator away. I'm a I can do it myself type girl, okay? And then I would flatline immediately. Actually, I think I'm gonna become the opposite and I'm gonna be a um, do everything for me type girl. Other girls versus me. Are you 
a farmer? Are you playing Chicken Little in a live action adaptation and going method? I'm not like other girls. I live amongst roosters and shriek as loud as I can as the sun rises with my fellow brothers. You other bitches like shoes? <laughs> okay, lame, boring, unoriginal, played out. It's like, get some unique interests. Okay, who needs shoes when you have bok bok bok, okay? Like literally, okay, ever heard of it? I wish I was a mermaid. What they mean versus what? I don't know about y'all, but <clears throat> with the exception of a few women, I've mentioned Roseanne Barr because Roseanne Barr is a funny woman and she's a lovely lady, right? Um, and a lot of her shit is funny. Most of these women are funny. Um, remember uh, Fran Dresser from uh, The Nanny? She was funny. And I saw her recently. She's, she's still, she still got it. She's funny. A lot of women just aren't funny. When they try to be funny, they're usually not funny. It's the things that they do when they're not trying to be funny, when they're actually funny. It's hard to figure out with them. I really don't get it. You want to be a boring traditional mermaid? We want to be a member of the Aquatic Adams family, okay? We are not the same. And honestly, fair enough, the one on the right, very chic. It looks like the main character of an H2O spinoff that's taking place in Gotham you know, and there's like a recession going on. But let's not shame our traditional mermaid girlies, okay? Maybe they want to have their little aerial moment, their little clear moment, okay, right? Like, let them shine. Let them speak. I'm the kind of girl that can do both. I'm the kind of girl that can show some cleavage and do a Civil War reenactment, okay? Casualties and all. I have the right wow. to bear arms and breasts, believe it or not. I'll fire my bazooka and be displaying the bazongas, okay? I need a woman who can dress up nicely for a fancy dinner and then take the waiter out back and shoot him so that we don't have to pay, right? She could offer me that, unlike the lot of you. How other girls laugh. First, how I laugh. Like, you may be an average girl and laugh normally, but I, however, unhinge my entire jaw and let out a sound so deep within my goozle that it sounds like an amber alert. You know, God forbid you go to a comedy show and inhale the entire audience. You are getting dressed up to go to a Halloween party, but... I hope, <clears throat> I hope to God, I hope to the Lord above, this bitch is not a comedian. If she's a comedian, she has to be super attractive. And the reason I say this is that's her claim to fame is her attraction. Something that men probably don't understand. You ever notice there's a business or a corporation or even just celebrities to an extent? Um, singers, for an example. There's a woman who has never been discovered, may never want to be discovered who's probably the best singer in the world. She can be in any country, including the United States. <clears throat> but because she doesn't have the it factor, she doesn't have the look, she doesn't have the image, she won't reach where she's reaching, right? But then you have other people, women who are just good looking and they're at the right place and at the right time and they are hand selected, 
handpicked. Now, this is a form of affirmative action, but the thing that's funny about it is nobody really mentions that. They don't they don't directly say it like that because affirmative action is supposed to be primarily for blacks. But I mentioned this, um, you know, previously that um, affirmative action is now more for gays and this whole diversity and inclusion thing is more for the gays and transsexuals and lesbians. Lesbian, lesbian. All right, let's keep going. I'm sitting here eating supper with my sweet boyfriend and then going home to watch a movie. We are not the same. Oh, smut. I don't like your tone. Sorry not all of us have sweet significant others, Alyssa, okay? Some of us don't want romance in our life because it's gross. Also, why did you say supper? What is this, the 1600s? The fact that you said supper for me just gives the entire post the aura of like the town's jester who's begging for food on the streets because the king fired him. Like you're getting dressed to go to a Halloween party, but I'm sitting here eating supper with my sweet boyfriend and then going home to watch a movie. We are not the same. Why don't you just in- <laughs> This bitch is just like incredibly unfunny, incredibly corny. But she's not cringe, it's just she's not funny. It's hard to explain this one, but it's still entertaining enough to play, of course. Boy, your night with your boyfriend, okay? You don't have to act like you're better than us, all right? Some of us just want to go out in public and be sexy, okay? It's actually one of my favorite pastimes. How most girls wish their wedding to be like. And then it says, nah, 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 nah. I'm assuming it's just like the regular traditional wedding theme, right? And then below that it says how I want my wedding to be like. Opa Gangnam Style. Imagine walking down the aisle to Gangnam Style. I like it's a good song, do not get me wrong. I literally, you know, it's chef's kiss, but not really something I want to be hearing like on my special day, you know. I would play it at the divorce party. I feel like the only song I can think of that's less romantic is What Does the Fox Say? If that were playing as I walked down the aisle, the divorce party would be immediately following the ceremony. But you know, this is your wedding, right? This is your special day. If you want to listen to Opa Gangnam Style and you know, it's definitely not commonplace for most women, so you have that going for you, I guess. Spritzing Golden L'Oreal hairspray before walking into my male-dominated job with freshly blow-dried curls, cute little heels, and French tip. That's why I hate women in corporate. So true, you know, hallelujah, right? I've been saying this for years. Women should not be able to groom themselves and hold a job at the same time. Okay, what's next? They become vice president? Listen, I've always believed that women should never be presentable on the job. When you clock in, I need everyone in the building to think there's a wild buffalo on the loose. I want there to be caution tape around your cubicle because you are so unsightly that it could do damage to people's retinas. Not All right, so <laughs> this bitch is <laughs> corny. Oh, she's so corny. She's so fucking corny. Um, I'm gonna get something to drink. But we're already done with that video anyway. I honestly don't know what the fuck, what what point. Like, see, that's what I'm talking about with women, right? And this ain't, she's not a representation of all women, but she kind of is to an extent, right? 
it's like everything she's talking about it's it's like she's speaking in patterns and if you're not like it's a form of like morris code the way that she the way that she talks in circles it's like she's trying to say something but it's just shitty joke after shitty joke after shitty joke now of course she's pretty much like I stated in the beginning, she's everything that she hates. She's a pick me, but she's not. I don't know if she's a lesbian or maybe she was talking about a girl. I don't I don't know. And I honestly don't care. But this is what you would consider in a lot of ways to be a part of the woman's fear. Now, if you ask her what she thinks about red pill, she's going to have a mixed reaction because at the same time, if she disagrees with the red pill, she may even want to keep that to herself. So she'll kind of mention guys like Andrew Tate and say, oh, well, you know, some of the things he says is good, but there's other things that I disagree with, which is honestly the more, I guess, reasonable way of looking at things. Me personally... I mean, I still think a lot of things that he says still holds weight. But the thing that he said about um, sleeping with a transsexual that looks like a woman that looks like Megan Fox versus sleeping with a guy that looks like Hulk Hogan. I don't know, man. Speaking of that, no, I don't want to do that because I I may fuck around and mess up this recording. I was going to try to look for that audio, but I don't think I'm going to do that. We're already close to an hour in. I want to look at this playlist real quick so I can get this situated so I can get this last video out of the way when the time is right. And that's only eight minutes anyway. I'm going to play some music, something real quick, because I want to get something to drink quickly. I need some ice. I need some iced tea. But I will be right back.
right, man. All right, so <clears throat> now we're going to get into the second video. Like I said, the only thing that I can gather from the first video is this woman is trying so hard to not be what she is talking about, and she failed miserably. If it's not the cheesy humor, it's not even cheesy humor. It's just not funny because cheesy shit you can at least smirk at, giggle a bit. This shit is, it was just unfunny. It was just kind of brutal to listen to. And I'm glad I didn't see the video, but I noticed that she was, in, she was hot. She was all right. In the looks department, she looked fine. I will say that. And I will make sure to mention the woman just in case you guys want to support her. You can go ahead. Um, but I didn't understand much of it. But anyway, the next video, black people waking up in this crisis. I seen, uh, I think it was Dr. Umar Johnson who was in this, in a thumbnail, but who knows what this is about? I'm pretty sure this is more politically based. What a way to start off, uh, the second weekend getting more political I got something lined up with, um, who was that? Benny Johnson. And this is when Tucker Carlson was pretty much roasting uh, Michael Pence, Mike Pence, and really going in. So I'm going to have that set up for the next day, along with other things. But without further ado, let's get into the final video. All right, 10.50 p.m. for me right now. <clears throat> A little late, a little late night special before I go in the house and uh, play video games. Matter of fact, where's my blunt at? Let me light this up. Let's get this shit started, man. Black people waking up. Shout out to LFR family. He black. And let's get it. 37,000 migrants a night, and we paying for it. Dr. Umar Johnson, a lot of people consider him an African revolutionary, modern day <laughs> revolutionary. Some people call him woke. Like, I nigh. I nigh. Yeah, he's one of the uh, red, black, and green fellas. Yeah, he's one of the medallion-wearing brothers. Yeah, okay, he's one of them go back to the motherland type of brothers. Uh, yeah, Afrocentric, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's Dr. Umar Johnson for you. It's funny because I swear to y'all, I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't listen to this. I just saw the thumbnail and saw Dr. Umar Johnson and figured it would be entertaining to mention. Now, I've heard Dr. Umar Johnson say some pretty spot on things, um, but I've also heard videos where he said something completely incorrect and said something that was completely based on emotion rather than facts and logic. 
So we'll see what this we'll see, we'll see what this video is all about. Extremely woke um, before the new term woke. You know what I mean? What, what woke originally meant, and some people just look at him as one-sided. Some people look at him as just a, a professor of of everything that needs to be known out there in the universe. And he speak directly to the African diaspora most times. But the way that he's been coming out and and just letting people know that I'm not one-sided has been blowing people's minds. The reason why is because a great deal of African-Americans um, vote Democrat yeah, and voted for Joe Biden. And yes, sir. oh my goodness, the other. Not just Joe Biden. They voted for Joe Biden. They praised Barack Obama. They once praised Bill Clinton. In fact, the whole 2016 thing, a lot of people felt that the blacks. Well, if you think about it, the blacks really didn't side with Hillary Clinton the way that they expected them to. And there was a lot of people who actually, a lot of the blacks who earlier on became Trump supporters before this shit was even accepted and looked at as an option. Because like he stated, the blacks in the black communities, there's always going to be a one-party system. The blacks won't know about the Republicans the blacks won't learn anything about conservatives besides their racist and white supremacists. Yo, we're about to see after this one. Ooh, Jesus. But I want y'all to see what he's talking about with the immigrants, the people migrating into the country illegally. Can my New York City Africans tell me how much is Eric Adams paying every day for 37,000 migrants to be housed in New York City hotels every night? 37,000 migrants a night and we paying for it. $51 million in Chicago. They paying for food, clothing, shelter. They have opened up the closed schools in Chicago. All those schools in yes, Chicago. Sir. He ain't lying. And we talked about this already. They open up the school. They open up the old school. And I think they open up a hospital. If I'm not mistaken, um, an old hospital or they took a hospital and they turned it into a, a migrant camp. And yeah, all of the tax dollars. But see, I already brought this up before. <clears throat> and me as a conservative black, I don't feel sorry for those Negroes. They should have known who the fuck they were voting for. They should have known who the fuck they were voting for. They should have known who the fuck they were looking at as a person to replace Trump. They should have learned. They should have learned from Barack Obama in the past eight years of doing nothing for the niggas. They should have learned, but they didn't. They still in that old school democratic plantation. And we've been left at what the we've been left that shit. So now the only thing that's left is really the older generation of blacks who are just one track minded. They're not willing to embrace anything new because all they know is all they were raised with, if that makes sense. All they know is all they were raised with. Whatever they were taught by their family to them, that's their thing. You can't tell them anything different. 
You can't teach them anything different because they're set in their ways. It's almost similar to the women who are, you know, 35 and up. They're not trying to learn anything different. They're not even trying to be with anybody different. They're set in their ways. When a guy tests her or when a guy holds her to task on something, she's not willing to hold. She's not she's not willing to be accountable. She's not willing to be responsible. What you got going on now? A bunch of um, a bunch of arrogant, ungrateful, uncivilized, fucking undomesticated bitch. And you can't tell her nothing. You can't correct her without her feeling some type of way. And that's what it becomes. So now in a, on a political on a political sense, you got people that are set in their ways when it comes to voting and when it comes to what their family tells them. Right. And what what their family votes and how their family believes things. They're not willing to think and actually have their own opinion because they're so much in fear of other people noticing that. Hey, he ain't voting Democrat. I heard he was voting Republican. I heard he doesn't support Joe Biden. I heard he doesn't support Barack Obama. I heard he doesn't support the Democrat Party. What the? Oh, he a black? You sure he a black? They looking at him. Oh, he a black. Yeah, he a black. Oh, he must be a sellout. He must be a coon. He must be an Uncle Tom. He must be a house nigger. That's what that's what the blacks will say to the other blacks. And then they'll talk about the white man oppressing him. You just oppressed the black man. You just went back 200 plus years to oppress the black man. And these black men talk about the white people oppressing them. White people will never call you out, the, out, out, out your name the way a black person will do it up front. That's something that the black man needs to understand and realize. The real black, the, the the American blacks, not these so-called African Americans. A lot of us, and this ain't towards all blacks, but the blacks that understand and the blacks that woken up, we need to start taking ourselves serious. We need to start making our messages more serious. We need to start doing things more strategic and more serious. And fuck these other niggas, man. That's why this this political shit for me is so important because I I can identify. I can personally identify with sort of the the outcast and. But at the same time, I don't I don't promote it in terms of, you know, feel sorry for these people. I tell these people that you got to man up. And you got to get back up. You got to get back out there and fight. Because you are your greatest. Your greatest opponent is not another person. Your greatest opponent is never another person. Your greatest opponent is a person that looks back at you. Because only you can better yourself and only you can damage yourself. God and the light that shines in you is going to shine regardless but you have to let it and you have to realize that it's there. If you don't know that it's there, then 
you may get and God God will try to give you a hint, right? God will try to try to show you in one way, form or fashion a better way or an alternative of doing something. And if you catch it, if you catch on to it, you catch on to it. If you don't, he might try again, he might not. He might let you fail. We've all failed. God hasn't protect us in that sense because a lot of us need to fail. A lot of us need to fuck up. A lot of us need to go through hard times. A lot of us take life too lightly. But the whole political aspect is absolutely true when you have the blacks. You mentioned guys like Thomas Sowell. He black. Um, probably one of the most intellectual blacks in history living. And even contesting with a lot of the dead ones, he probably still would. He would probably outbeat them, too. These are a more educated, like I stated, intellectual, um, a more thought-provoking, a more educational, I think I said logical, type of being. There's no lectures about feelings. There's no lectures about emotions unless it's emotions based on economics. There's no um, back and forth and gossiping. And this is where a lot of women get lost in this information because this shit ain't about gossip. It's about self-development. And on a political level, I can connect it because for me, Understanding what I view and understanding the values of my views. And my views do have value and my views do have meaning and my views are my own. It's not from other people. Other people haven't lend me these views. Um, Some people were a part of the process of me understanding and opening my eye, my third eye, and truly seeing what's taking place and making a rational decision um, before even voting Republican. I was more so conservative than anything else. And the reason why I say that is When it comes to things like abortion, although it can be a saucy, spicy subject, I stand on where I believe and I don't believe it's right. Um, I'm not a woman, so my belief I know for most women don't mean shit and it shouldn't mean nothing. And for women who feel offended by that, how dare you? You know, God forbid that a man has an opinion about something that goes on with women every once in a while, because bitches sure like like to peep into what guys are doing. Every fucking chance. There hasn't been men who created groups of male feminists. You ever thought about that for a second? Sit back and think about this, right? You never had a group of men all band together and say, we are 
pro-feminist. We are pro-feminist men. Um, what was it? It would be PF, PFM, right? Pro-feminist men. Is that a thing? It sounds like something that, that is actually a thing. I'm not going to lie. PFM, pro-feminist men. And they're out there, you know, marching alongside these women and protecting women at all costs. Like, protect women at all costs. Like, that's their motto. That's like a faction. I just created a faction already in this sort of, like, futuristic, dystopian universe, right? And these pro-feminist men, it, it doesn't happen, right? I don't think so. It could be a thing. But you don't hear about it as much, right? On the other hand, you got women who claim red pill. You got women who who claim to speak to the guys within the manosphere. And it's just like, guys don't question the shit. They just go along with it. Like, okay. It's just idiotic. It just doesn't make sense to me. But anyway, man, I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to not be talking about the red pill anymore. But this, this is kind of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. And if I'm not mistaken, it's still technically Friday. It's 11.04 p.m. It's still a freestyle Friday, but a little bit more structured. So let's get back into the video. That they closed down years ago, claiming they couldn't afford to keep open. Those schools in Chicago have been renovated. They have been renovated, and now the migrants in Chicago are sleeping in the closed schools in the black community. How do you find money, Mayor Brandon Johnson? How do you find money, Mayor Brandon Johnson, to look after people from other countries who aren't paying taxes, who aren't citizens of this society, aren't doing anything to add to, but obviously... Well, let's be honest, man. Um, Chicago has never been known for being a more friendly type of city, right? Look at these bitches walking by. It's never, it's never been considered like a friendly city. So Chicago's known for violence. Chicago's known for gun violence. Chicago's known for gang violence. Chicago's known for a lot of off the hook shit. We can all acknowledge this, correct? Shout out to Chicago. Shout out to Chirac. Shout out Lil Durk and them. You know what I mean? Shout out uh, Chief Keith and them, right? Glory Boys, GBE, Glow Gang, all them niggas. <laughs> Rest in peace, Fredo Santana. He did. Rest in peace. Shout out Lil Reese, the Grim Reaper, the Chirac Grim Reaper. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we know how Chicago is. How do you think those people who run Chicago feel about certain areas of Chicago. Meaning, you know what type of areas I'm talking about in Chicago. The areas where all of the violence takes place, the areas where all of the lives were taken. Look at Memorial Day weekend that passed. I think 51 people were shot, something like 28 people died out of, that, out of all those people shot. There's a problem in Chicago. Now, I'm sure this may not sound good for people, but a lot of black folks need to hear this. And a lot of people in general need to hear this. 
the mayors and all these people, even Lightfoot, she don't give a fuck about niggas out there in Chicago. You fucking kidding me? A butch, black, lesbian with, um, look like goddamn buckwheat with that dusty ass hairdo. Looking like buckwheat. Looking like a hot fucking mess. I mean, like, <laughs> what is this crazy? Look at what she did. What she do with the city? City's a fucking nightmare, man. City's a nightmare. You thought you thought the you thought the Italians were bad. The only thing that was the only thing that was better about the Italians were they were more organized. They had the outfit out there. The organizations, the street organizations, the organizations in itself, the people that ran these organizations and the people that ran and came up with these organizations for good reason to protect one's community has now just became, you know, armies. Blacks killing other blacks. A son of a mother and father, black, killing another son of a mother and daughter, or of a mother and father, excuse me, black. That's pretty much the result. So when they see areas like Chicago and they say, well, we need somewhere to, to drop off these browns, we might as well drop them off where the blacks are. They got the schools. Oh, we'll redo them. Oh, we were supposed to do it for people in that community, but look how they treat the community. It would just be a waste of money anyway. Let's just put these people in the school for right now. And that's what they're doing. And guess who's paying for it? The blacks in that community. Congratulations. You've gotten what you voted for. Their mere presence is just taking away, taking away, taking away. Not saying that it's a bad thing to have immigrants here. I think it's a beautiful thing to have immigrants here as long as they go through the proper procedures in order to become a citizen of our country. I want to point out something right here. And this video is from Young Black and Wealthy Instagram channel. And it says, we're not against helping those in need, but the American people should come first. All right, y'all see that? Billions of dollars are going to Ukraine and to help. And, how, and what's, what does that sound like to y'all? Doesn't that sound like a Trump supporter? You know, it's funny when Trump says things, how people can tie it into racism. But when Democrats or when black people say it, it's somehow acceptable. Trump says America first. He's a racist. When Trump wants to make America great again, he's a racist. When other people say the same exact thing, because, hey, let's face it, make America great again was originally from Ronald Reagan. Just in case people don't know. And I believe Bill Clinton also used the term make America great again in one of his speeches back in the late 90s. So y'all need to y'all, y'all need to pay attention, right? Y'all really need to pay attention. Okay. But all of these things that and when, when, we, when we brought up the old, uh, I, I wouldn't say a protest, but they showed up in one of the city meetings to bring up the situation where the immigrants are taken over. And, you know, from what I've heard, these people aren't necessarily the most friendliest 
to the blacks. They're not necessarily the friendliest. From what I've heard, they're not the friendliest towards the blacks. They're in their communities, living in their school. They're living in the school. They're living in the schools, right? The schools that, you know, are supposedly closed down. They they fixed it up just fine for the immigrants. The students, though, the, the, the kids, eh, we don't care about them. That's what those people think of y'all. And this goes out to the blacks in Chicago. That's what they think of y'all. And they see you as just an accessory or just a, an extra vote. When they want to promote, when they want to promote their little cause and shit, and when they want to get you involved, they'll throw in a black fist or two. They'll talk about Black Lives Matter. That gets all the black people together. The blacks who are zombified. You know, I'm woke. I'm beyond. I'm I'm woke beyond woke. Meaning, before woke was even a thing that was hijacked and completely a train wreck, I was that before it was even a thing, right? I was learning about a lot of crazy shit. Um, When um, Alex Jones was talking about the whole Epstein shit, I was listening alongside Alex Jones back in those days when he was mentioning this shit. And I used to laugh, to be honest with you, because I thought it was just funny because I thought this nigga was just saying a bunch of bullshit. When Epstein got locked up the second time, that was when I was like, all right, this, there's, there's something going on here. So I was pretty much paying attention to all this shit prior. So when all these things started to come to light, I, was, I wasn't necessarily surprised. I was shocked in the way that it came out. When you have Trump defending, I wouldn't say he was defending QAnon, but he wasn't attacking QAnon. And you would expect any politician in that situation to where QAnon is mentioned because they point out they're pretty pro-Trump or they're pro they're pro-MAGA or they're MAGA. It's hard to even use Republican because a lot of a lot of I would say us personally, because I don't I don't necessarily acknowledge myself as a Republican, but I would vote mostly Republican if it means outsourcing and getting these fucking Democrats up out of here. Getting these liberals out of office once and for all. Just get rid of it. But I've always been one of those people that believe that uh, there needs to be a change in this uh, party system that we have. I think there's enough people to be able to go out there and, and truly even even protest this democracy. Now you can protest the democracy to a point where if two presidents or if two candidates that are unwanted by the people are put as an option, nobody votes. Or little to no people vote. So what they calculate is pretty much scraps. Whoever they can still convince to go out there because we, we've learned from the 2020 election that a lot of things were faulty. 
a lot of things were suspicious and there's a lot of evidence and a lot of footage that that proves what I'm saying it's just you had to be in the know at that particular time because 2020 was a very important year a lot of people were paying a lot of people started paying attention to what is going on and I think 2020 is an important year for its meaning right for the vision to be 2020 to have perfect sight right that that insight on what was going on around us what was taking place prior to COVID what was taking place with the progression of Donald Trump and what was going on behind the scenes when they were all coming up together calculating this sort of plan to get Trump in a position to where he is seen as someone who cannot control a situation. Why not that situation be the virus? And I'm not saying that these people in this country were necessarily purposely or just uh, literally involved in the scheme of bringing it to the country, but the exaggeration of maybe a few numbers, some numbers here and there they hiked up, just to get people's attention. Um, It was a good way to implement um, the vaccines and the boosters and all that shit. I shouldn't say it the way that I'm saying it. I should say jab and shit like that, but it just slipped. My bad. It is what it is. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And while doing this, it was, they were able to use this as a way to wiggle in and say, look, Trump is irresponsible. He didn't handle the situation properly. Hey, he's still doing rallies outside over 20,000 out there. Just shit like a fucking rock concert. He out there wilding. Then he gets COVID and the whole situation of that came and then the riots came. But the point I'm making was 2020 was a very important year when it came to really having your third eye open and understanding what's going on around you. And in a lot of cases, if you didn't know about Trump, if you if if you're just learning about Trump now and what Trump was doing, look, take a look back and look at all the shit this nigga was going through. Whites hated him, blacks hated him, or at least those who were just brainwashed by the establishment. These people worship Barack Obama. These people worship Bill Clinton. And these people today, they worship um, uh, Joe Biden. What the? They're absolutely like they, they don't have a legitimate purpose in doing it. It's just they were taught or they were raised to vote a certain way. And once again, with the black folk going back to the one party system, which is only Democrat. Immigrants, while Americans are being crushed under high inflation. These liberal administrations are terrible, but we continue to vote for them. Yep. Umar Johnson, Chicago. Now look at this one right here. Then tell the black community and yourself to stop voting Democrat. Whoever posted this is talking to Umar Johnson and to other people who support Umar Johnson. She said, well, if that's how you feel about it. The last time I checked, I didn't. I don't think that uh, Umar Johnson supported any president. I mean, he said some positive things about Barack Obama, 
but you can kind of expect that being that Barack Obama's black. But I, I've heard him say good things about Trump. I think that if anything, I mean, outside of that, I don't really agree with too much of Umar Johnson, but I don't, I don't align against him. And at the same time, when he talked about politics and politicians, I think he had a segment where he said that he understands why now black people vote or why black people would vote for Trump or why black people like Trump compared to the other people within the establishment and within the deep state. And guys, other guys that I should mention, um, whether people like him or not, or however people feel about him in the black sector, I would have to say that um, young Pharaoh is also one of those guys, too, where he he acknowledges the fact that, you know, Trump isn't a traditional politician. So he's actually looked at as the fan favor of that alone. He's a known name, but he's also not a politician. He has money. Right. But. He doesn't get his money from corruption. He gets his money from his income. All right. So people have already looked at Trump as the American dream. People have already looked at Trump and all of the good things that he continues to do. And they they say, all right, well, we know this guy ain't a politician or nothing, but he's sure as hell a lot better than the other motherfuckers. Um, he's not a politician, so we can we can pretty much be sure that he can only be corrupted as a celebrity. He's not corrupted as a politician. A politician's corruption is on just another fucking playing field, right? Supreme Court type shit, like you know what I mean? Worldwide subpoenas, like real, like real greaseball, like real slime ball type shit, right? Like not even reputable just some real slime ball douchebag shit the corruption that trump the only corruption that trump could ever represent and this is just me being 100 honest shooting from the hip no notes no bs the only corruption out of trump would be some some form the tax shit is all bs but it would be some form of I wouldn't even say that. I don't even think he's whatever corruption that Trump is involved with or allegedly involved with, what I don't believe to begin with. I don't even think it it can hold a candle to anything that's been going on with the Bidens, anything that's been going on with the Obamas and especially the Clintons. You've got to be kidding me. That's three. What's that? One. Two. That's three presidents almost in a row, minus George W. Bush, in which George W. Bush is no different than a rhino Republican, in my opinion. So he's one and the same. Corruptions on all ends. What corruption do we have with George W. Bush? Let me just go through the list because I'm 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 thorough like this. This is how I like to do it. Well, Bush 
automatically from 9-11 started this whole, not war on drugs, but this weapons of mass destruction. And this weapons of mass destruction created a agenda. And this agenda was able to inspire military to invade seven different countries. Now, of course, you're not going to hear about this in newspapers per se, but you can research this yourself. Going from Iraq to Libya to Afghanistan and all these other places to look for a bomb. In the process, they killed Gaddafi. In the process, they um, they hung um, Saddam Hussein. In the process, they, 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 they did some damage. They didn't find no weapons of mass destruction. I wonder why. Oh, yeah, that's right. It never existed. Right? That's the Bushes. The Obamas? Oh, wait a minute. Obama's like, here, hold my beer. You're talking drone attacks that killed thousands of innocent lives, children, parents having to pick their children's arms, legs, and torsos up? Yeah, this has to be raw. This has to be said directly to prove a point. Attacks for no reason. And just to do it, whatever. That's the Obama administration, right? Oh, immigration. He was tough on immigration. Barack Hussein Obama. Matter of fact, let me see something real quick. You know, Barack Obama was very tough on immigration. Now that I think about it, it's just because Obama's a black. In fact, Obama almost has the, the complexion of a Mexican which is kind of the reason why he got away with it. Colorism, maybe? Who knows? I don't know. But you look up, you want to look up um, Obama and this nigga's fucking record when it comes to immigration. It's a different story. Well, hold up. Let's look it up. <laughs> I'm in that mood tonight. Let's look it up. Right? Let's, let's not waste time, man. Let's not waste time. Or should I say immigration or deportation? Maybe. How about that? Deportation rate. Is that is that a thing? Let's find out. Barack Obama, man. <clears throat> Barack Obama. Trump isn't matching Obama deportation numbers. Um, I want to just go to the numbers so I don't have to go to this article. Because if I do, I have a feeling that it will close and stop this recording. Um, high rate of deportations continue under Obama despite Latino support. Um, according to the same survey, 41% of all Hispanics and 55% of Hispanic immigrants. Oh, man, I don't want to go into the article. Oh, how about this? We'll just jump right into it. This is NewYorkTimes.com. This is from January the 23rd, 2021, um, 3 million people were deported under Obama. That's 3 million people. 
deported under Obama. You want to pick up Trump's numbers? I think he barely touched maybe 400,000. I just, I personally believe he probably didn't even touch 400,000. Now, he, when he deported people, he deported straight up criminals. <clears throat> he was deporting MS-13 members. He was deporting mother bad people. Bad motherfuckers that was trying to get in here. It's a big difference. A lot of people just don't want to acknowledge that, but that's fine. Let's continue and let's finish this video. Tell the um, black community and yourself to stop voting Democrats. Stop voting for them then. Get off the plantation. Uh -oh. <laughs> there it is. The Democrats just see black people as slaves. There it is. Right? Resources. The Democrat Party was started by slave owners. The Republican Party was started by slaves. Why do you think the Republican Party thrives? Because we love our country. We love God. We love our children. We love our money. We love our guns. <laughs> she say we love our guns. But that's something to pay attention to right there. And most, <clears throat> most Republicans or most conservatives have that same passion regardless of what race they are. And that's the thing about this country that makes sense. Where a black man can come into a black man can be born a free man in a country and not go through any of the oppression and go through any of the true hardships that the people before him had to go through and be able to truly have an opportunity and truly have a chance to have a better life. Right. And I think a lot of the blacks, they don't take advantage of that. They don't understand that. They're only seeing things from their point of view. They're not willing to understand a different perspective. So by that sense, by default, these people choose to be victims. And they rather just complain about things, hoping that somebody gives them a handout. Now, the same people that will give them a handout, they, they have no respect for him. And Lyndon B. Johnson, he didn't care about niggas. And he said, with the welfare and all these government programs, which pretty much ended up becoming welfare and government assistance later on, were nothing more than crutches to keep the black man and black women and black families stagnant because there was a time prior where blacks, black families were thriving, but something that a lot of the people were not educated about was who were these people, the blacks at that time in the thirties and forties, who were they voting for? Who were they supporting? It was Republicans most of the black families that were together and thriving and raising families in a two-parent household were in, of course, a conservative household. That's also something to think about as well. Imagine voting, listen to this right, right here. Imagine voting Democrat and thinking they give a damn about you. Yikes. All right, so this video Spicy. is not to poop on Democrats. I'm not trying to poop on Fuck Democrats at all. Fuck them. I do think it's necessary. Fuck them. You know what I'm saying? Fuck them. 
<laughs> Alright, let me stop playing. No, but seriously, um I think I think there needs to be enough division between two parties without dividing races. But I think when you're in a country that everything that involves race is considered racism or a black person can talk about situations with the whites. But if the whites have a conversation about the brothers, about the blacks, it becomes racist. I don't as a black person, I don't respect that. I don't I would never put myself in a situation to where I can say anything I want about white people and expect nothing to happen. Not in the sense of physical harm, but someone responding or black people in general. It's like, look, I brought this up before, but I forgot how I brought it up. Oh, this is what I brought up. I think it was in Chicago where there was something that went on and a lot of the blacks were out there in the cities and they were running through the streets and they were running on top of the cars and shit. And it was some video. I forgot who was going over it, but it was some white guy. And he made a reference and pretty much saying that it looked like monkeys were just jumping on top of the car and shit. I laughed for about two minutes straight. I couldn't stop laughing. Is it fucked up? Yeah, it's fucked up. Is it fucked up that he said it? No, not really. The situation is funny because in reality, as a black person, I'm telling you, these niggas were jumping around on top of cars like chimpanzees. I don't give a fuck if white people say that shit because they're not lying. One thing I'll tell you, motherfucker who say that straight up, you know where they're coming from. Compare this to most of the white liberals. They they spend their time trying to sympathize and victimize themselves to identify with the black, to get the black perspective and to get the black view. And the black, more importantly, when we talk about elections, the black vote. Okay, that's what it all boils down to. And they don't really give a shit about you. And. I hear more and more black conservatives talk about this where when it comes to being a conservative or supporting Trump, they never had gotten any insults until they were open and honest about who they support and why they support them. Beforehand, because most blacks, like, let's be honest, in this country, there's still the stigma of the black conservative. Are there still a bigger, there's a bigger stigma for black Republicans, right? And I think we're just starting to sort of break that cycle a little bit. We don't really have the true charismatic black Republicans yet, but I think we have a shot. And the more black Republican who's connected or not connected, well, in a way connected to his neighborhood and to his street into his environment and has a more sort of blue collar way of thinking and at the same time a more sophisticated well-spoken well thought of strategy and plan right 
Doesn't have to be stereotypical. Doesn't have to come out to rap music. Doesn't have to do no cooning and buffooning. But he has an urban edge. And that urban edge is what's going to bring the people together. Because the urban area is usually involved with conflict. But in these areas of conflict, there's a lot of people who are just doing what they're doing. And regardless of the environment, they're good. Because they move different. They're not in everybody's conversation. They're not trying to be in everybody's circle. They're not trying to be in everybody's friend list. But I've but I was able to figure out what conservatives are pretty much why conservatives are where they are, where it's like they're blacklisted. They're not thought of. They're not mentioned. And it's because their perspective is too strong and it's too effective amongst other people. Mainstream media will take their time in silencing us with a voice. We all start to do our due diligence in some way, shape or form. Even if, even if it's only, even if it's only checking out videos on Instagram of people speaking on these issues. But at the end of the day, it only takes a little while to do your Googles to see exactly what's happening. One thing we do know is one guy who was in the office as president wanted to build a wall, build some type of um, some type of containment to keep people from out of the country, from sneaking in the country, keep people from sneaking in the country, first of all, so that they'll have no choice but to go in one way. And if you're going to go in that one way, then there's going to be some documents that um, that you're going to have to fill out. It's going to be some information, some background checks, all this other stuff to make sure that you are who you claim you are. Because not only are um, immigrants... Let me ask you a question, right? And it's a question I always wanted answered. Why is it so acceptable for other people outside of this country the best country in the United States, well, the best country in the world, which is the United States. My bad. I'm black. I'm high. But why is it that it's acceptable for every other country outside of the United States of America to just allow other people to just come right in? Why is it that if we go there, we're in trouble? We can't really expect an equal opportunity similar to what this country gives to others. We need to be more dominant. We need to reach a point to where it's like, you know what? We're going to take our country back. We need you guys to leave. And we don't mean now. We mean right now. All right. Why is it why is it the last it's usually the last minute where these guys who 
they they legitimately have nothing. But their belief is that they have nothing because of somebody else. And where you know where I'm getting at. The victimhood mentality has been designed for the blacks to get the blacks to believe that they need these white liberals to give them a handout. To give them scraps off the dinner table. And more importantly, to not think for themselves. And unfortunately, the more people follow this, the more the blacks go nowhere and go nowhere fast. This isn't a pro-conservative This isn't a pro-Republican. This is more so a pro-individual, a pro-independent, a pro-think-for-yourself. But as I always say, in the meantime and in between time and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.